Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Rosebro. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. So let me ask you a question. How do you evaluate a, a teacher who is teaching you something that isn't in Scripture? I mean, what do we do with something like that? I mean, you know, what if they're selling a book? that uh, is going to teach you the importance of how to get rid of cursed objects? Sounds like something you'd buy from like the Travel Channel or the Sci-Fi Network or something like that. Well, I'm glad you asked the question because scripture gives us two categories when we talk about false teachers in this regard. One addresses those who do not teach sound doctrine but teach myths, but the other is a very important detail in the very broad spectrum of descriptions given in the Bible regarding false prophets and false teachers. One of the threads through their is to look for those who are trained in greed. Greed. So with that, we're going we're to note that we're today we're going to talk about Jennifer LeClaire, but I'm going to whirl up the desktop first, and we are going to start in Scripture. So it, this is going to set up our biblical frame, because what we're dealing with, with Jennifer LeClaire, what she's teaching, it's not in the Bible. It's, it's not in the Bible. Now, now, granted, if I were to say, you know, you know, you know, for those of you who own Toyota FJ Cruisers, here, here's a good resource on, you know, finding parts since they no longer make the vehicle and stuff like that. I could be teaching you something that's practical, not found in the Bible, but if I wove it into a sermon or at least just mentioned it in a sermon, I wouldn't be unbiblical when I did that. And, you know, and it, but if I you know, if I was promoting my business and maybe I wrote a book about, you know, FJ Cruisers, you know, the 2007 edition, you know, you know, and I, I had my own shop set up. Well, that, that would be a different thing altogether. But let, let me explain what I mean here. So two passages in particular are going to help us today. First is 2 Timothy 4. This is a passage we go to regularly and we'll note that this fits the category. So I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who's the judge, the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom to do what? Preach the word. You see, those who are teachers in Christ's church, that's our job. If we ain't doing that, uh, we got a problem. We got a big problem. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Why? For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And they will turn away from listening to the truth uh-huh, and wander off into muthos, myths. Okay. So note uh, that that's a bad thing if people do not endure sound doctrine and they wander off into myths. If somebody's teaching spiritual myths... And somehow saying this is what you as a Christian need to know, you know you got a problem. But let me give you a bigger text along these lines because that isn't the only place that describes false teachers. Here's another one. Second uh, Peter chapter 2. And you're going to note in Second Peter chapter 2, we're going to get a description of false teachers. And one of the themes that you're looking for, greedy, greedy. Okay, pay attention. But false prophets also arose among the people just as there will be false teachers among you 
who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. You know, like people who mock Christianity, saying, you Christians believe in sneaky squids. No, we don't. Okay. So, and in their what? Greed. In their greed, they will exploit you with false words. In their greed, they will exploit you with false words. In their what? Greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard, then the Lord knows how to rescue the un, uh, rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment to the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Bold, willful. They do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones, whereas angels, though greater in might and power, they do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. But these, these false prophets, these false teachers, like irrational animals, Creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters for which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction. Suffering wrong is the wage for their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They're blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed. There it is again, greed. Uh, accursed children, forsaking the right way. They've gone astray. They, they've followed the way of Balaam, the son of Bayar, who loved gain from wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. But was rebuked for his own transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These are waterless springs, mists driven by a storm, for the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved. They speak loud boasts of folly. They entice by sensual passions of the flesh those who are barely escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that is he enslaved. For if they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, then the last state has become worse for them than the first. You get the idea. So greed is something we're going to be looking for. And also myths, you know, the kind of two, two things that I think we can you know, come to think that uh, are important in this regard. So we're heading over to Jennifer LeClaire's YouTube channel, former editor-in-chief of Charisma Magazine, and uh, Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. The name of this video is Cleansing Your Home from Evil, Kick the Devil Out of Your House. What is she getting on about? All right, let's take a look. 
Do you have cursed objects in your home? <laughs> what? <laughs> do I have cursed objects in my home? Hmm, hang on a second here. We're, we're going to do a search. And uh, let's see here. All text. All right. We're going to look for the phrase cursed objects. All right. Let's take a look. All right. So we're doing an entire Bible search. Nothing. Hey, yeah, okay. Let's see. Let's. All right. Let's. It, it thought maybe I was looking for a book. How about if we do a word search? Cursed objects. And we're searching in all the Bible. Let's. Yeah, the phrase you entered cannot be found. Would you like to search with a flex search? Hmm. So I was able to search the entire Bible in a matter of seconds, and nowhere in Scripture are cursed objects mentioned. Hmm. I think we're dealing with, well, what myths here? Cursed objects are open doors for the devil. And Who says? Where'd you learn that? Can wreak havoc on your life. They can? Again, where does it say that in the Bible? When you possess cursed objects, you may have night terrors, unexplained sickness, mental distress, financial... <laughs> Do you have mental distress? You might have a cursed object. Terrors, unexplained sickness, mental distress, financial setbacks, or... Oh, no, you got to have a financial setback. Oh, the reason why you lost your job is because you have a cursed object. You you need like the Jennifer LeClaire cursed object identifier thingy. You know, yeah, maybe get like you know, that, that, that thing from like uh, Ghostbusters. You know, I don't even have anything that looks like that. You know, here, here, hang on a second here. I, I could use this. Oh, boy, it's over there. What? Found it! I found it! I... <laughs> really? <laughs> I feel like I'm being sold something here. Strife in your home. The good news is you can kick the devil out of your house. Really? Where did you find this information? Because it's not in the Bible. In my new book, Cleansing Your Home from Evil, I help you discern cursed objects. Cleansing your home from evil, kick the devil out of your house. She teaches you how to find cursed objects. Hmm. I think this is a cursed video. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, for the time is coming, 2 Timothy 4, uh, when people will not endure sound teaching or doctrine, but having itching ears, they'll accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. I would argue that the belief in cursed objects or that somehow I need to buy a book from Jennifer LeClaire in order to learn how to identify finding, then get rid of cursed objects. This is flat out mythology. She has a heart trained in greed. She's really good at that greed stuff. you know. And teach you how to supernaturally cleanse the atmosphere. Cleanse the atmosphere. Whenever I foul up the atmosphere, Febreze will clean that right up. You're going to learn 13 signs that you may have cursed objects. 13 signs you may have cursed objects. Are these found in the Bible? In your home. You're going to get a list of cursed objects that may shock you. <gasps> this is flat out mythology. I mean, seriously, did you get your theology from the ghost hunters? What What is this? You're going to learn how to expose demonic gateways. How 
Have you exposed the demonic gateways that could be in your house because of cursed objects? How to protect your children, how to reverse the curse, and much more. Don't spend one more day unaware of the enemy schemes against you. Yeah, that's right. Spend your money and buy Jennifer LeClaire's book. I'm going to down vote that one. Hang on a second here. So let, let's, let's do this here. Let's go to about. Let's see here. <sighs> website, School of Deliverance. All right, let's take a look at our website. Let's just take a look here, shall we? Let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in the Watchman's Anointing. Learn more. Uh-huh. I'm not going to let you send it. Okay, so featured selections from our store. Deliverance Protocols and Ethics, the Making of a Watchman. Decoding Heaven's War Room, the Seer's Dictionary. This is all straight-up mythology. None of this is biblical. Huh. Yeah. Hey, what, what, what did Peter say again? Hang on a second here. Something about greed. Yeah, let me back this up. Let's see here. What did he say about them? In their greed, they will exploit you with what? False words. Yeah. This is a clear example of this. Jennifer LeClaire is a greedy woman. She's a false prophet. She's one of the people the apostle Peter warned us against, and also Jesus himself warned us against. And she's well-trained in, in greed. She's exploiting us with false words. And there is nothing in the Bible that says anything about cursed Objects. In fact, let me do this. I'm going to do a quick search here. Uh, Lord, I believe. Hang on a second here. Um, and let's see here. Uh, oh, wait. I think I want help my unbelief. There we go. That's what I want. Hang on. Help my oh, not unbind. Unbelief. There we go. There we go. I got to spell it right. Hang on a second here. Unbelief. There we go. All right, so Mark 9, let's take a look at this in context here. So by the way, the demonic is real, absolutely. And we Christians really don't need to worry too much about it. Yeah, let me explain. So uh, when the disciples came, they saw a great crowd. So they just came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, Mark chapter 9. Uh, and the scribes, and the, uh, the scribes were arguing with Jesus' disciples. And immediately all, uh, all the crowd, when they saw him, they were greatly amazed. And they ran up to him and greeted him. And, they, and he asked them, what are you arguing about? And, and someone from the crowd answered, teacher, I brought my son to you. He has a spirit that makes him mute. Okay, so a legitimate demon here. So whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And so they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, immediately convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground, rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, Well, from childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Good prayer, by the way. And when Jesus saw that the uh, crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you to come out of him and never to enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out. And the boy was like a corpse. 
corpse, so that most of them said, he's dead. Uh, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. So think of it this way. When it comes to exorcists, Jesus is our exorcist. And if you are experiencing demonic activity, if you are experiencing demonic attacks, well, you don't need to buy Jennifer LeClaire's book. Because here in this text, a demon so strong that Jesus' own disciples couldn't cast it out, a demon that strong, Jesus said, ah, yeah, this kind, it can't, it's driven out by prayer. Hmm. All of that being said, you don't need to know anything about cursed objects or anything of the sort. In fact, just pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Ah, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Ah. So pray daily. Pray against the, uh, the schemes of the devil by praying for Christ to protect you. And if you are legitimately experiencing real demonic you know, attacks, pray. The strongest of the demons is cast out by the exorcist, the one and only Jesus. And all you have to do is ask him. Lord, I'm under attack. The, the, the devil has got the upper hand. He's uh, causing things to happen in my house. What do I do? Lord, I call out to you, please rid my home, my family, my life of this demonic influence, this demonic entity, that kind. The strongest ones come out by prayer. So, and I, here's the thing. I won't even charge you for this. It's all for free. There you go. So hopefully you found this helpful. If so, all the information on how you can share the video is down below in the description. And until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen. <music>